Welcome back to GPS Sports. It's me, Quinn, here alongside Seth and Connor. How are you guys doing on this fine and dandy day? Fine and dandy, Quinn. Just fine and dandy. You know, uh, part of a part of my fi- favorite part part of my favorite day of the part of today is hanging out with you guys. Can you know, oh, it's that part. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, that part. Dude, it's thank part, you. It's my part of the favorite part of my favorite part of the week. All right, it was funny once, Quinn. Shut up. <laughs> wow. All right. If it helps, Quinn, I am doing just terrific. Just absolutely terrific, twelve out of ten. Um, I I didn't I haven't even thought once today at all <laughs> until this moment. I woke up and I was in here, but someone put on these clothes and showered me and drove me here. Quinn, don't ask me how. I think there's another man in charge of my body. Could it be the guy that's standing in the corner, just kind of creepy? He's doing, staring at you. yeah, he's not doing well. I'm doing terrific. That's good. Because I get taken places. He's like a chauffeur. He keeps looking at me. <laughs> he keeps saying to kill you guys, but I'm not going to do it. You know why? Because I love you guys. Oh. He says that a lot. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. I don't, I don't know how to feel about that. It's a weird day for all of us. I it's it a is. weird one. This Honestly, is, hey, what okay. was this, our sixth that makes take? The yeah, this is yeah. our sixth take. <laughs> <laughs> just, at just the first 30 the seconds. We couldn't times. get the first 30 seconds right. <laughs> don't mess this up in the... In the in the middle of the podcast, we've already messed up many times, but uh, let's just keep going. Good, all right. Um, so lots happened over the last week in sports, mm. sports ball. This is a sports podcast, is so. it? I don't know anymore. <laughs> if you tune in at a random moment, I think I think we could do a non-sports podcast. I think we could. We're next up. The three of us tackle politics. <laughs> What's Trump up to, and who is are these people who are running? <laughs> who is Trump? One time, someone, politics for beginners. Someone was like, Colin Connor, who are you voting for in the um, upcoming Democratic primary?" And I couldn't even think of who was going. Like, I know Elizabeth Warren is in there. I know Joe Biden has been spoken of, but I looked at him and I said, "You know, I'm just not. I don't know enough to know who I'm going to vote for." You know but what? what I meant was, if you don't, know, I don't know who's running. If you don't like know their names, what you're, if you don't know, what <laughs> they're all verified on Twitter. That's how you know which ones are which. I, I think yes. if you're voting, everyone who's verified you should, on Twitter you know is what you're voting for. for if you're going to be voting, you know, I think that's a generally good policy. Nah. Okay. Quinn, that was the most efficacious thing you've ever said, and I'm proud of you, and I love you. Good. Fernando Tatis Jr. for President 2020. I'm not lying. I wrote in Nicolas Cage last election. Good. I'm not lying. He's a cool guy. How many votes did he get? Uh, You know, I didn't. I never checked. Less than Harambe. Less than Harambe. Oh, Harambe. Yeah. Harambe almost won. That was a thing. How many years ago? Uh, 16. That was 16? Yeah. The gorilla Mm. got shot in 2016. May he rest, like such may he rest in movie. peace. I, I feel like that's the meme of the decade, though. Yeah, it like, might no be. No meme has outdone that meme. Um, if you think about that, this, this is even weirder. That was like the same time Harambe got shot. That was the same time as Kaepernick and his whole, his whole dealio. When he was still <laughs> his on the, dealio. When he was still on the 49ers. Yeah. And, he, and had that whole situation. And look at us now. We're still talking about Kaepernick and we're still talking about Harambe. So maybe that shows I, that... We might be the only people still talking about Harambe. No. Come no. on. There's he's, some There's some dark side of Reddit. Oh, <laughs> that would all the us. incels. It's still, it's still big with them. I get all of my sports, most of my sports stuff off Reddit. That's just a good... Reddit's you know, just Quinn, a great if place I told to you go. that explains a lot, would that hurt your feelings or would that make you feel good? I don't know. All right, then I won't say it that. just to be cautious. <laughs> well, you kind of did. I don't remember saying that at all, actually. <laughs> good. <laughs> um, uh, let's talk... Let's let's get into the Google Doc 
Um, ages like milk takes. We're starting our uh, we're starting our segments. All right. So yeah, here we go. Aged like milk. What has aged like milk over the last week? Uh, many, many. I didn't things. pay attention to the 49ers this week. Did they win? They, yes. they did win. Yes, it, win. Sh- it was closer than it, it should have been. Yeah, the Shut division up. games <laughs> always are closer than um, than we'd like to say they will be. Yeah, you know, you like the Cardinals. If the Cardinals are going against any other, I think at the it's time, eight I think it's because you know the team that you're playing. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know the team you've yeah. played them before, and their stadium is familiar to you. Those fans, mm-hmm. the flight out there is familiar to you. So, um, f- division games. Whenever that those always should be asterisked when we look at like the Vegas um, over unders yeah. or whoever you want to win because in those games truly like anything can happen yeah. and I mean that about all sports especially rivalry games. A couple weeks ago I said uh, 49ers would go eight and eight. Um, started out pretty well, you know they they lost to the Seahawks. Yeah, they were so eight they were, and one. They were eight and one. I was looking really good for that take. I think nine and seven. Yeah, now. I bet I bet like a couple hundred at Vegas um, for that to happen. But <laughs> Which yeah. is really throw away money for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah professionally yeah. so rich. I told my intern, hey, run run Your to the intern. bank, little man, <laughs> and and <laughs> first of all, pick me up a latte, and second of all, put me on some documents. Third of all, put four hundred. <laughs> Thousand <laughs> for the four guys going eight and eight, Jeremy or whatever your name is. Put it down, Jeremy. Like, My name's Steven. Shut up, Jeremy. Wait, is, Actually, is your intern the guy standing in the corner right now? Hmm? The, one that, the, the one that dressed you, drove you over here. I just remembered that I opened the podcast saying that when you said that. Uh, no, Quinn. Or was that one of our? His name our is Gorth, Dark Lord of Murder. Dark. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he told me his name. He's a dark what's wizard. First, it's what's his it's not name? going well for him. Gorth? Huh? Is that what you said? I don't remember. Go- it was like Dorth or Gorth. Something bad, so, Quinn. So Dorth and Jeremy. Jeremy the intern. Yes, I'm surrounded by characters. We just got he, a great Each with an agenda. Here. Dorth, really dark agenda. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy... Pretty neutral agenda. Pretty neutral. He's really here for the work experience. Yeah. I'm giving him class credit. He doesn't actually get paid for this internship. Right. And, and Jeremy's then, like, and what? Then, uh, <laughs> and then Lil Jordan Humphrey, who listens to our podcast on a weekly basis. Lil Jordan. How Lil you doing, Jordan. Lil Jordan? You got any playing time in the practice squad yet? I really yet? wish he did. Let me know. Lil Jordan. I, I, you're a big Jordan to me. I want Lil Jordan on my on my fantasy team. I want a reason to have him on my fantasy team. Well, uh, drop whoever your first pick was okay. as a sacrifice to the well, football. I'll guys. say this: trade him to me. They're undroppable, but I could drop Lamar. Oh, you yeah, could drop, drop Lamar. Lamar. Yeah, you probably should. I, I don't think he's okay. Here's the thing: <laughs> trade him to me. I want to go on a quick little rant, real quick. ESPN's undroppable list is so so dumb. It's really bad. Like yeah. they don't update it. No, no. You should be able to not drop your best players. Like I, and I'm not gonna, just your first. I'm going to look at the undroppable. Yeah, it list should right be now. like the players who have had the most points. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I couldn't drop Juju. I, I think who I was think, like fortieth of wide receivers. It should consistently be like, um, how how high did you pick Juju? Too high. How high? Tell me. I, well, here's the bright side. Don't tell don't tell Austin Green this, who's in our fantasy league. But I, I traded him Juju and some other kind of cruddy players for uh, for DeAndre Hopkins and Julian Edelman. How do I find the... <laughs> oh, so when is. you say don't tell him this on the podcast... Dude, he listens uh, to the podcast. That, no, he, no, come on. Doesn't he? I th- Get I th- out of here, you 50 I unique he, okay, listeners. Does. Lamar, Lamar Thanks, is undroppable. Thanks, for being so unique. Russ is, is uh, undroppable right now. Yeah, he is. Big Papa uh, Russ, undroppable, oh, baby. Be got, love MVP. to see it. Love Dalvin to see Cook, it. Saquon Barkley. 
Zeke. Saquon. I'd love to see Saquon behind a, a good offensive line. I uh, think he's so dynamic, and I think the Giants are absolutely garbage. Yeah, Zeke's they're wasting his talent. Christian McCaffrey's undroppable. Alvin Kamara. Kamara, right? Yeah. yeah. Kamara. Kamara. Whatever. Uh, it doesn't. Aaron Jones. Either way. DeAndre Hopkins, Aaron Julio Jones, Jones. Big surprise this yeah. season. I want to take a moment out and to say, He's is Aaron Jones the best Aaron on that team? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes? Rodgers has a I'm just going to say this. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. I yeah. get it. I, He's you an know, all-time great. This season, all-time great, probably as, Hall as a window, like... This is a window of he's opportunity been for him. Above average. Yeah, he's been above average. But you know what? He hasn't been. And this is hard because this is like this is like if there's like a row of supermodels and it's like you are the most pretty, you are the second most. Like it's like it doesn't. They're all beautiful. Yeah. You know. And so, but with Aaron Rodgers, in this case, he has been of all the elite quarterbacks, not like I don't know. He's he hasn't been door busting. No. You know, like he's not. It's not this like. Crazy, unforeseen. I think he's top ten in fantasy points still, but yeah, top ten, sure. But like, if if we're if we're gonna not elite, the brand of Aaron Rodgers is like he's gonna be. He's the number one quarterback in the in football right now. And if that's my expectation going into the season, and he's like what seven, I don't know. Yeah, then it's kind of like okay. Sure, he's the third most beautiful supermodel. Still a supermodel, but again, Aaron Jones, on the other hand, shattering expectations. Yeah, he's good. He's Getting doing the ball. Real well. I really like, um, I think Ryan LaFleur is yes. their um, yeah. coach. I really like what he's doing, especially because we see Aaron Rodgers with Mike McCarthy. We say, okay, what's the big deal? Mike McCarthy's okay. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers and a new quarterback gets to have this many wins right off the bat. That goes to show the talent of the team I and think, maybe how bad Mike I think Aaron Jones is also like really really fun to watch yeah like he's, he's dynamic because I yeah he's one of those guys that you don't expect to do well and then he does and he really surprises you and you're like wow he's really good yeah you know? exactly. I don't know he, he's kind of like the surprise of the season anyway we always go off on a tangent on age like milk you know it's fine it's fun it's what, fine what else do we need to roast each other it's, about it's because I'm stalling uh, all right here's what's going on uh, yep Connor uh, the yeah. Chargers, I will say this to, to the Chargers. <laughs> Please do. Of all of their seven losses, which they have right now, which they'd have to go undefeated, like which I don't think they can, but they'd have to go undefeated to even vie for a playoff spot. Yeah. But of all of their seven losses, they've lost by seven points or less, which goes to show that the Chargers are the best at losing, which is hard to do. Them and the Lions, <laughs> they always find a new way to blow it late. And um, I appreciate that about them as being entertaining. However, it is not looking good for my Chargers take. They underperformed this season. And yes, you can call football a game of inches. Yes, you can say, okay, of all their seven losses, they were close. But when you have a sample size big enough, like seven, you know, then it goes, okay, something then is wrong with the team. Because that can happen two times. And like you can have a two-game swing in either direction, be like, okay, and then we executed well on that game, and then we didn't execute on this game. But when you have seven, that's like, okay, this is uh, the symptom of a greater disease. Yep. So here's the problem with Connor's takes is that he always downplays their significance. And so he always says, like, oh, I just I can't find anything wrong with my take. He makes <laughs> yeah. just as many mistakes Mr. as the high rest of and us. mighty over here. I was Listen. listening. I think it was like episode five. You're like, gentlemen, this is always <laughs> such a hard time for me. I lose sleep at night because I never have a take that's wrong. <laughs> First of all, Quinn, I did lose sleep that night because I didn't have a take that was wrong. Second of all, my track record has been relatively 
unbesmirched yeah, by but failure. Now it is. It's pretty smirched. It's pretty besmirched, if I will. <laughs> um, and so another bad take I have had is I said that there was a game that the Texans, where the Texans beat the Chiefs, and I said, okay, this is looking really good for Deshaun Watson as far as his career trajectory because um, a win like that could be some type of landmark that could tell yeah. us that he's going to be with um, in the, I guess, echelon of Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. I think that's still a good take, but if the Texans don't get their offensive line fixed or their protection scheme fixed, or their coaching fixed. I don't know what it is. They can't protect Deshaun Watson for anything, yeah. and he's scrambling around like a crazy person up back there. So I think it if Deshaun Watson doesn't have good blocking down the stretch, kind of like what happened to Andrew Luck, then he could fade and get injured in the way that Andrew Luck got injured because he he's a big guy, but he's not like Ben Roethlisberger big. Like, Ben right. Roethlisberger could take shots. You know, he's the third most hit quarterback, I think, of, like, all time. Wow. For, yeah. For, so, first of all, it's like, okay, well, credit to Ben Roethlisberger. So I know, exactly, big, right? Yeah. But anyway, it's hard for my take because if the Texans can't protect him, then the you like you can't protect your asset. Your asset's just going to depreciate in yep. value. So That's that's true. <laughs> let's get to let's get to football things. Um <laughs> Going back to the Chargers real quick, I thought oh, this, yeah. this was a funny tweet. It says Philip Rivers has almost as many picks as kids in the last two weeks. Oh no! How many kids do you have, Quinn? Nine. Lots. <laughs> I think it's nine. He has nine. I'm pretty sure it's nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is more. So people, I think. Uh, well, who's more unprotected? We can we can hop into Sean Watson or Philip R- or Philip Rivers. <laughs> Different ways. We can. But I like the. the I like how you're wearing sunglasses for that. <laughs> I didn't like there's like a explosion behind yeah. my head. Deal with it. And then uh what's his name over there? Gorth. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, Quinn. It's 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 a dark part for me. Okay, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Gorth. It the, eats away at me, Quinn. Yeah. Um Classy. Well, the meat of this podcast is gonna be a lot of talk about um not like uh traditional sports talk as much as it's like we're talking about scandals kinda. Stuff that's that is going to require potential disciplinary action or already has. It's called a Uh, a study, not news. So we're going to maybe start with... What's the difference, but whatever. Both of these are pretty big, but we're going to probably start with the one that's that's less uh, big in scope, and that's the fight uh, on Thursday Night Football last week. Um, So... I kind of want to watch the video, but I know that the people on the podcast won't be able to do anything except hear audio. Go, go to YouTube. Just look up Miles Garrett. I mean, yeah, I've seen Haymaker. it. I just want to see it look again. Look up Miles Garrett, Mike Tyson, and you'll you see what Miles, happens next. It's like the third result. You know why, Quinn? It's because I have never seen anything like that. Internet. This is why it's That's so like, such that big. That's why we got to cover level it. Fight. Yeah, it wasn't. It was a hockey level fight, but like in a way. But it was outside the context of hockey, right? So that was, I have never seen a player lose it like that in my life. It's like, that's like if MLB, like an MLB player gets plunked and then he takes the bat to the pitcher. We've seen that happen, but that's how rare it is of an event for Miles Garrett to take off the helmet of Mason Rudolph and pummel him with it. First of all. It was, that was intense. (laughs) Well, to say the to it's say kinda, the least, kind of cool to watch. Uh, yeah, first and, of all, offensive line took care of Miles Garrett soon yeah. thereafter. Yeah, but I I just I don't know. What do you think about that, Seth? 
honestly, I mean, watching that game, I, I only watched um, kind of the fourth quarter. I literally just watched the fight. Like, I was yeah, out yeah, sure. while it was happening, and then, like, I went home, and, like, I heard about the fight, and I was like, ooh. I mean, not an incredible game, but really, you know, my goal as a Ravens fan was just like, all right, let's see the Browns win this because that that kind of just puts these two teams completely out of contention for the AFC North, regardless of whether we beat the Texans that week, um, which which we did. Um, and so... Which you sure did. Which we sure did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it was just one of those things where I, I turned on the game, I saw the score, I was like, great, Browns are winning. This game couldn't get any better for me. It got better for me. <laughs> because this game will help to define these two teams, more the Browns than the Steelers. Uh, but will help to define both these teams for years to come. Um, and it's it's absolutely dysfunctional. And so when you look at the Browns, you've lost Miles Garrett, not only for the rest of the season, but you've probably lost him as a career. And I'm saying that whether or not he's allowed to come back. Uh, yeah, like the Browns aren't going right to want to have. Is it four, four games? Uh, who Miles? Yeah, no, he's out for the season. Out for the season. Oh, so the oh, two yeah. in, the two Steelers offensive right? linemen yeah. got like two to four game suspensions, mm-hmm. like Pouncey and the other guy. But um, Garrett, that's a good point. Do you think he comes back in the NFL? I think he comes back, um, because I think there's been a lot of backlash regarding. Uh, not his suspension and the severity of it. There's been a little bit of backlash for that, but it's been it's been pretty poorly backed up. But the lack of suspension for Mason Rudolph. And so I think if Mason Rudolph had been suspended for a few games, maybe we see Miles Garrett be made an example of by the NFL. Yeah. Also, if Miles Garrett is well, a worse player. I, but Miles Garrett is a great player. True, very true. And so Here, here's the thing, like, sorry to butt in, but um like there's like a I mean, you look at the video and you see the Steelers linemen and they're like, you know, on Miles Garrett, yeah. you know, like they're mugging him. Yeah. Like it's like, like, they, yeah. I mean, in that situation, would you not also retaliate? And I feel like it comes down to like this whole thing of like, you know, if I'm in a situation like that and I'm being like attacked by a bunch of guys and they're just kind of like pushing up against me, I'm going to get like aggressive Albeit that's probably not the right thing to do, but it was probably a very reactionary thing. That's what he said in the post game. He like he didn't want to do it, and he regretted it the second. That's, that, here's the thing. That's just such a weak defense. I know, but this is this is what happened, and and this is why we can call like football a game of inches. Why we can call like the judiciary, um, just like a matter of like nickels and dimes. Like you know, one more like one more nickel gets you a better lawyer, gets you off the case, whatever. If Miles Garrett would have missed with the helmet, yeah, he has Mason Rudolph's helmet. He takes it off. If he would have swung and missed. That suspension would be halved, or it could be, oh, it could be like three fourths. <laughs> like if he swings and misses his head, then it's like Miles Garrett has been suspended for four days, and we could say, okay, that's a lot of games, but we get it. That was like a pretty, that was a street brawl, but because he hit. Yeah. And which is crazy. Yeah. But you can make the argument him. if he misses, you can make the argument that he meant to miss, that he like was trying to. That he wasn't trying to hit him, he was just trying to scare him. And so that's why, to me, that penalty backs I'll, off, because then you so, can't prove his intention. When he makes contact, you have no doubt. That's a great point, actually. We, that's a super talked, good point. We've talked before on this podcast about, like, precedent centers, or yeah. setters. You know, like, you, you have to have sometimes, like, when an event like this happens, you have to set a precedent. 
or else it's going to keep happening. Is this one of those, or is this one of those things that the NFL should probably just say, like, you know what, people messed up, let's just, you know, forget it happened, obviously give them a suspension, you know, make them, you know, think about what they did, but not do anything too strict on it. Here's what's difficult about this happening in the NFL and not like the MLB or the NBA or the NHL um, or the MLS. The NFL has had a track record of allowing, and this came up when we were talking about Antonio Brown, of Mm -hmm. allowing uh, like people with abuse charges, like both domestic and um, on like, I don't know, like just assault charges, like on the street, misdemeanor crimes. They've had a, a history of letting these players have second, third, fourth, fifth chances, whatnot, outside of the Ray Rice case. The Ray Rice case was a precedent setting case. However, this happened on the field, which, in my opinion, because this is the NFL, because Kareem Hunt, also a Brown, is in the NFL, mm-hmm. right? Because Antonio Brown probably headed back for the NFL because of these types of players heading back in after. And then the list, I think I read it to well, you guys a couple episodes ago is is a laundry list of players because those guys get to be left back in the nfl miles garrett hitting another football player in the heat of a moment being out and not a domestic abuser that'd be whack for the nfl to do well, i don't think they're doing it i, 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 think I don't be back next i season. don't know and i think i think if they do that says a lot about the nfl and honestly i would not put it past them name the thing that's different about the ray rice case from all those other cases video footage kareem hunt had video did he? I don't know. I don't know about that. I think he did. Look it up, Quinn. Yeah, I th- I'm I'm 90% sure I Make saw your point assuming that there is none. Okay, I, I'm, yeah, kind of regardless of that, the point is that that was such a national story that they had no choice but to shut it down. I think if you don't have video footage of that, then maybe you don't make um, a There's video band. footage of there Kareem. Is, there is video footage. Yeah. Wow. In, in a hotel, he's like kicking and, her. And t- how is he... And and this yeah. is okay. I, no, I know. this that's goes what, to my point. That's what Seth. Makes me this mad. goes exactly yeah, to the point I'm yeah. making about Kareem Hunt. We see video footage here. The NFL made Ray Rice an example. Like this is what we stand for. But that was to get like the news off their backs. They still mm-hmm. want these players. And and you could look up a go home and look up a list of like NFL domestic abusers currently playing active on rosters. Yeah, I mean yeah. you read it a few weeks ago, right? I sure yeah. did, Quinn. And so here's the thing, the NFL, you can call that second, third chances, and you can also call it like a systematic issue, which we can get into within the NFL. Like if you're training these guys to be absolutely aggression monsters mm. every single game and you're giving them every, you're giving them culturally every region to like, because if he, let's say this, the hit Earl Thomas put on Mason Rudolph affected Mason Rudolph way more than the hit that uh, Miles Garrett did with Mason Rudolph's helmet, yeah. obviously. But Earl Thomas's was within the context of the game, mm-hmm. so it's okay. Mm-hmm. But is that not the same aggression, right? Is that not the same type of feel where Earl Thomas hits this guy as hard as he possibly can? It happens that it's under his chin. He's knocked unconscious. We're all very worried. It's obviously worse of a hit. But, like, if I'm Miles Garrett, and I don't know what Mason Rudolph said, I don't know how he lost it, but if Miles Garrett loses it, air quotes, loses it on yep. the next play, and when I say the next play, it's like he lines up at the line, mm-hmm. and then he loses it, but in the direction of the mm-hmm. offensive lineman in front of him, and then hits Miles, and then hits um, Mason Rudolph, mm. he's allowed to, which is a systematic issue with the NFL saying you can be an aggression monster. Well, how do you fix that? How you, do you fix it? You, but I don't think you need to fix it. 
because I mean, inside the confines of the game, you're still going to get a penalty. You're still whatever for making an illegal hit on someone. And like th- we have a line for protection, you know, like there there are things about this game that make it so that you can't just murder a guy on the field. In fact, when you think about it, soccer is a more violent sport than football is Man. and has far more deaths attached. There to are it. some crazy injuries. For I think like two weeks yeah. ago, I saw this one where this guy just like. His ankle was not yeah. in the place an ankle is supposed to be. Head to head contact when you go up to head a ball. I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous. And so soccer football- has. I I I I don't want to say more concussions, but soccer is up there with the most concussions in terms of sports yeah. because of headers and stuff like that. And with with football, Probably you do have football. this protection. So what Miles Garrett did was he removed the protection from Mason Rudolph and then abused him with it. That is far different than making a legal hit on a quarterback like Earl Thomas. Albeit a, a hard legal hit. A, a hard legal hit, but you could see yeah. in that play, I watch it 20, 30 times over because Thomas was getting a bunch of crap for, you know, ah, oh, he targeted Mason Rudolph. It was clearly not targeting. And so it's just a completely different thing to me. When you step inside the confines of those lines and when the whistle blows and you snap the ball and you begin that play, you have a level of expectation. When that play is over and your protection is literally physically and forcibly removed that is the just insane and it's insanity that mason rudolph wasn't suspended because he tried to do the same thing he tried to remove the protection of miles garrett yeah and that's why it's like you know a it's a game of inches type level of conversation well let me ask you this question yeah would a patriot have done what miles garrett did no so i think what you were saying what was really good is like there's this level of um let's call it like um i want to call it cur- not courtesy etiquette yeah. there's this level of etiquette in football where it's like all right we're gonna mash each other hard yeah but we're gonna do so within the confines of the game yes miles garrett does this outside of the confines of the game mm-hmm. because two things one, I think poor coaching. I think if Miles Garrett is a Patriot, that doesn't happen. Why? Yes. Because we've seen time and time again the Patriot disciplined. It is a disciplined team yeah. that's bought into a culture that has bought into um, let's call it the success of the team for itself. Yeah. And what we've seen in the Browns, and we've been talking about this in the realm of, okay, they had a really weird, like they had like what was that nine plays within goal goal-to-go situations they don't score at all that's that is a manifestation of bad coaching so is miles garrett and i think this issue in football that the nfl is not fixing and this was my point i was making a couple a couple minutes ago the nfl is not making a point of is you're allowed to be an aggression monster and they're letting bad coaching exist that doesn't speak to players like Miles Garrett who are being that aggressive. That's outside. that's a tough thing to fix. And that. that's a tough thing to fix, but this is what the NFL needs to do. They need to set a precedent to do it because you have players who are abusing uh, like women on videotape yeah. getting second chances. And I am like I'm a guy of second chances. I understand that, but when you have when you have like players who are second third time offenders when you have players who it's are it's a systematic issue 
it's a systematic issue with the NFL, and I yeah. think it goes all the way. It goes to the. I agree. To Roger Goodell, and it also goes to coaching. And Miles Garrett is a really great example of what the NFL should do, and that's not lower the aggression of the game. I understand what your argument was saying, and that is the aggression of the game within the confines of the game is okay because we have rules within that right. confine. Yeah. However, with the coaching, what there needs to be is a confine within the confine of the game. Like there needs to be like, Hey, Miles Garrett, you're a Brown. This is what it means to be a Brown. Yeah. You know, like when you're in the you, NFL. There are, young boys, there are young boys looking at him right now yeah. saying like, I, yeah. okay, I can deal with my problems with violence. Mm. And is that not already a systematic issue with men in the United States of America? Yeah. The NFL needs to make this an example of, um, mm-hmm. of, I, I would say poor coaching, and I would say if you want to take the aggression out of the sport, get the player to be aggressive in the right way and not the wrong way. But how difficult is that to do? I mean, I understand. When, when you get suspended, sorry, yeah. just question, yeah. are you suspended without pay? In this case, get, yes. In this contract. case, yes. And in a case like Antonio Brown, he has promised money as a part of his contract. Yeah, right, okay. He'll be getting money. Gotcha. But not in the... I, I don't know. Miles Garrett might be getting paid. That's no, no. It not was game check. it was specifically without pay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. That I, there I agree. Are clauses in there. I agree with you, then, Connor. Like that should be the case for all domestic. Seth, you're bringing up a good yeah, question, though. To, to me, yeah. To me, here's here's what I think. Because I think if Miles Garrett is on the Patriots, on the Ravens, on the Seahawks, literally, you could name about half the league of very well coached teams that have good identity. Um, and they're not necessarily the teams with the best records all the time, but they, mm-hmm. they have good identity. Miles Garrett would be kicked off of the team. Yeah. And that's what I, that's what I always regret about the Browns is they are the team to pick up others scraps or to, or to push an issue under the rug. Yeah. They do that with, they picked up Kareem Hunt and they could get him, uh, get him because, cheap. They could get quotes. him cheap because of the domestic violence issue. And for mm-hmm. them, that's just a win. Mm-hmm. And for players like Miles Garrett and whoever else, they don't train that level of consistency um, and family and brotherhood and the coach is the head um, and that you have a healthy fear of management to the point of, you know, I'm not going to do anything that's just for myself yeah. um, that could hurt the yeah, organization. It's not a fear of like of endangerment. It's no, a, no, it's no, a no. fear it's of, like yeah, it's like a fear of God level thing. Right. Yeah. yeah because like. I mean, it's it's a kind of weak example, but the coach is the dad of that family, and you've got this this brotherhood, and you need to respect the authority that's put over you to some extent. But that's so hard to do with these these multi million dollar contracts. Obviously, if you're a player, you're getting paid far more than the coach. Uh, why does he get to tell me what to do? Yeah, um, and, well, I think this problem we can talk about it as a coaching issue, and I think it is, but it goes higher than the coaching. I think it goes to Roger Goodell oh, because yeah. of the precedent that has been set, and that is, if you're an abuser domestically, you can still play if you're good enough. Yeah, then like, because then a team would drop you, but then Cream Hunt's gonna get picked up. If Cream Hunt was a fourth string running back and got dropped by the Chiefs, his career's over. Oh yeah, but because he led the league in rushing and was on the Chiefs. He's marketable. Again. He's marketable, exactly. Marketable. And so this is the problem with the NFL is that they're doing a poor job at covering up. And sports is a business. Sports is a business, and exactly. you utilize your assets. Kareem Hunt last year was an asset to the NFL, made the money. So why would they ban him? They would ban him because an unethical business, especially one as far as an entertainment industry business mm-hmm. goes, what rhetoric is that speaking to the youth? Right. Oh, I agree. You're agreeing, and I'm just, but, I'm just putting out that yeah, point, right? But, but if you're the NFL and you're trying to make money, 
you know, you have no incentive to ban this guy. Like, yeah, he's a terrible person. Yeah, he abused women, He, you know, whatever. Like, why would you ban him, though? He led the league in rushing. He's a marketable guy. People like him, liked him. Yeah, you got to do it do. because it has... This is the problem, right? Is that you're right, Quinn, because that is the mindset as proven by their behavior. Right, and I, I do get what you're saying, and I agree with you for the record. Oh, no, I'm yeah. just saying you're from just the standpoint of the advocate, NFL. Right? Yeah. And, and I'll say to that point... If you want to be um, a business, let's call it like you like you're talking money, you're talking worth, you're talking value. Yeah. If you want to be a business worth anything, then especially one that is publicized in this way, then you got to be one that's ethical. Yeah. Or else or else because you are a message company. You're a company that is like sending out rhetoric that says we stand for these values. I, you watch an NFL commercial. What's it going to say? discipline it's gonna say hard work <laughs> it's gonna be like grind grit yeah. lift brotherhood you know yeah. obviously the nfl wants to have values attached to it and that will not happen and that is i'm not buying a product and this is me as the general consumer yeah. i am addicted to football because it is like i love it and miles garrett is an outlier but I, i'm the message that i'm interested in them telling me is the message of that commercial and if they're to tell me honestly that they they want that then they would ban a player like Miles Garrett then the cream hunt would not have a career and they'd be like okay next man up who's the next good running back we don't care about him but the nfl has proven and i think this case is is evident of um if they're going to let domestic abusers on the streets not on the streets if you're going to make in the on the in the league yeah. right not be like off on the streets is what i meant to say then why can't Miles Garrett come back in the league and play? Yeah, and that's because the, yeah. all the NFL cares about is money, which is hard for the brand. And and that's and why they they're in a catch twenty two. If they let him back in, then a bunch bunch of people are gonna say like, "Oh, the NFL just like lets anyone back in if they're good." If they don't let him back in, then they're setting the precedent of we let domestic abusers back. They've in, made that problem for themselves guy. though. Exactly. Yeah, they did. That's and their own fault. They added to it with the Mason Rudolph part. Yeah, yeah. Because if you take more time on your decision making, NFL, you take less than twenty four hours to make this huge decision that everyone will know about, whether you're a fan of the league or not, that could keep you from fans, anything like that. Um, then if you don't just take just take a couple days, you know, you don't play another game. You for know a why? Week. It's because. It's because of it's because of the Twitter, Instagram final product culture we find ourselves in. People demand answers and they demand them soon. Then put then say Garrett is suspended for the rest of the season, you know, indefinitely, whatever yeah. else, because that is half a decision. Then you can kind of figure out his future fate later, yeah. mm -hmm. and then say the other guys that were involved in that are st it's still under investigation. Yeah, because you have got to watch that clip, and if and if you're the NFL, you know that fans are watching that clip, and they're watching it from before just the beating part. They're watching Mason Rudolph as he's tackled try to rip off the helmet of Miles Garrett, mm -hmm. and then kind of like chase him down. Yeah. You cannot let that go unpunished and expect there to just be no reaction to that, especially with the racial climate that the United States is in um, and that the NFL is already in. Mm. Because if you look at, you know, Mason Rudolph is the only white player to be involved um, in that altercation. And you sh you could argue that he was just as involved as like a pouncy. Um, I understand. For, and like for, you all know, of a sudden size. Mason Rudolph gets no... Yeah, because Mason Rudolph isn't the size of Miles And then people are Miles like, uh, what's the deal with this? Why, you know, right. why are we... That's a great point, fellas. What, can, what, what, can like, what if Cam do? Newton was there? What would they do? 
It's it's a possibility. But also, I'm talking about the size of of like Mason Rudolph. I'm yeah. guessing yeah. if he was a 300 pound lineman, he would go right at Miles back. But he's small, so what is he gonna do? But he still tries to do Clawing. whatever he can, and you see him talking at him. Um, yeah, and it's, it's just a level of disrespect. And I think what that just goes to show is that within that is within the NFL, there needs to be a level of etiquette between both teams that is of respect. You yeah. know, like when you see guys disrespect each other, and it makes sense that they disrespect each other because look at the game that they're playing. How how are you not supposed to be that aggressive? As a human, yeah. if every single Sunday and every single week at practice, you're not going absolutely crazy right. on, like, these players. You know, like, well, I think it was Wes Welker was popping Molly so that he could be, like, alert mm-hmm. and, like, focused mm-hmm. in games. I did not know that. Yeah, Wes <laughs> Welker did that. There was That was, like, a weird... That was a weird storyline that came out at the was, end of his yeah. tail fun, end of his career. Fun fact: There was a guy that pitched a no hitter against the Padres that was on LSD when he did it. On no, LSD. that's how bad the Padres are. Well, it was in like seventy. <laughs> yeah, yes, of but also it was in, in like nineteen seventy or this something. This dude just comes out. Just baked. He's like, he's yeah. like, all right, sea monster, here's the ball again. <laughs> yeah, all right, I got a rocket on my arm. That's going to help the yeah, old no, fastball. Actually, I, I could look it up and right now. And the Padres are just, oh, no. Are we? Are we are oh, we, yeah, we have, a, we have a special journalist guest that's coming to cover. Um, what is she from, New York Times? Yeah, uh, definitely from Something. The, oh, she can't get gotta, in. Yeah, Connor, you got to open yeah. it. Yeah, so. There we go. Uh, what, welcome, what news organization Ashley do you work from for? Washington again? Post. Washington Post. Washington. No, that's me. All right, way way to give her an answer, Quinn. Great job. Yep, Washington Post. You want to grab a chair from outside? That might be. Ah, uh, yeah, it'd be a solid move. Yeah, for sure. That might be good. Cool. <clears throat> what, why is she covering us again? Uh, like, we're, well, I'll we? I'll let her. Because of our fifty that. unique listeners. Yeah. Is she one of them? No way. <laughs> no way, dude. Fifty-one boys. No, Fifty-one. <laughs> Along with Lil Jordan, right? Lil Jordan. Fifty-two. <laughs> Fifty-one and a half. He's not big, Jordan Humphreys. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder if on. his dad's big. Jordan While we're Humphreys. not on a topic and we're kind of waiting for <laughs> a- Ashley to get in here with her chair, um, I want to. There's a there was a funny thing. Um, how bad do you think the Bengals are? Do you think the Bengals go undefeated for the rest of the season? <laughs> I think they do go undefeated. Or, uh, un- <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Winless. <laughs> Uh, let's see. They just they still got the Jets, but no, Darnold's looking pretty acceptable. They're kind of coming okay. into their own. There's a get this. There's I a like guy Jameson actually this pu- published by the Washington Post. So you know, great, good, good job, Ashley. Do you know this person? Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Okay. Oh. There's an article. There's an NFL fan who promised to live on his bar's roof until the Bengals won. He's been there for five weeks. Now. No, no, because if because if they lose out, he's got to go a whole year. Oh no, poor buddy! You know I'd back out. I'd just be like, you know what? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I remember when I is said he in that. Cincinnati? Just kidding. Yeah. And he's just living on top of yeah. a bar. The, this is the bummer: is that if that was a Miami man, he has a better type of life. But being in the winters in Cincinnati, that is a different. Yeah. That's a different type of commitment. And Anywho. that's a bummer because they ah, suck. They're real. They, they really do. Suck. They're, they're they're bad. Joe Mixon, really another example of what we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm very good. curious, we, though. We I should think... introduce Ashley. Yeah, sorry. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you here? Why am I here? Yeah, why are you Hi, here? Hi, Ashley. Let's hey, grab a, a... You grab... need a woman on the show. Oh, good. Oh. You got that right. A little, little diversity up in here. 
Yeah, you need some different opinions, I think. You know, you just got three white guys. You need someone <laughs> Whoa, else. Whoa. Getting racing here. me. Uh, we only have three mics, though, so you're going to have to share I'm with, with me or with Connor. Uh, Ashley, what, do we want to bring back the Miles take or talk? Let's see what she thinks about the Bengals. Which one we Well, I was going to move on because, I mean, we're in a kind of a transition. I was going to move on to the next topic. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, mean, I feel like we talked a lot about, you know, the whole. That's fair. We'll, we'll bring her in for the next thing. Also, because I'm excited because it's baseball. Oh, God. You know what? <laughs> he said a couple weeks ago, he was like, this is the last time we'll talk yeah, about okay, baseball for a while. This is a big while. thing. Yeah, I thought that it was over. It is. Well, there's, it, it is. Listen to this, though. There's a big thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so last week on the podcast, um, we had, I, I think it was like the last five minutes, I, I, I mentioned a breaking news story about how um, the Astros, um, you know, were in trouble, and there was like a big... Uh, issue coming out about them that they may have cheated during the 2017 World Series. Um, so that has had a week to develop now, and this has become possibly one of the biggest cheating scandals of the decade. Um, just tell so, us more, Quinn. How has it solely developed? based on the scope? Did you read the the thing I sent to you? You, I may may ha- not. You know, our listeners <laughs> probably didn't. So you probably should yeah. explain oh, to for our them, listeners. Right? Yeah, didn't. for just for them. Though. Yeah, I not sure may have. <laughs> Who's to say? But our <laughs> listeners didn't. Okay, uh, so long story short, uh, for for those of you who don't know what stealing signs means, um, when you're in a baseball game, uh, the, the pitcher and the catcher have to agree on what pitch is going to be thrown next, um, or else the, 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 the catcher is going to consistently drop the ball, right? So, you know, a catcher will flash some signs with their hands, like down below, um, saying like... What? <laughs> Yeah, they'll like they'll no, say I like, know what you mean, Quinn. I like got fastball, you. and then they'll give another sign for what location. So if they want a fastball up and away, they'll do like a four, and then they'll do like a you know motion with their hand that signals like up and away, you know something like that. So that's a sign that that tells the, the pitcher what pitch to throw, and it lets the catcher know where that pitch is going to be. And the pitcher will either you know nod their head yes, nod their head no. Um, so the Astros, what they're accused of doing during their 2017 World Series run is setting up a camera in the outfield at their home stadium that has a live feed going to a location in the dugout where someone is watching that stream, seeing what pitch the catcher is going to, going to you know, do or what pitch the pitcher is yeah. going to throw, and um, relaying that to the batter that's at the bat. The way they do this is banging trash cans you're kidding me. So it's it's insane. There like, is there is video, and you can you can go back and you can watch highlights from the Astros all season throughout 2017, just and you'll go, hear go, go. and you'll hear in the background you'll hear this kung kung, and it's a trash can being banged, and the next pitch just a ball is driven. So. This offensively wow, excellent team in 2017 could have been a complete fraud. I and don't know how that it wasn't picked up earlier. And neither do I. Because you play 80-something home games. So they do, like, no no bangs it's for a fastball. No one, one for a changeup. <laughs> All four guys were like, yeah, it's probably nothing. Even the MLB isn't watching. The MLB. <laughs> <laughs> the MLB is like, I'm sure LeBron's a Laker. <laughs> 
No freaking That's way, not man. Network, Even like, if it's the playoffs, guys, it's like, guys, like, with clung, the clung. Yeah, I feel like the Lakers is a new Kobe. <laughs> clung, clung, clung. Yeah, I don't know. LeBron's got a real chance to bring no championship. Isn't that LA. crazy though? <laughs> that's crazy though. That's that's insane. Like. No, no bangs for a fastball. One bang for a changeup. Two bangs for a curveball. That's like what you do. They're, they're literally just in telling high the batter. On test. Yeah. All right. Two tests. And it's a. so simple and a system. It's yeah, not that, even that's, that's, it's dumb almost. If like, you know a fastball is coming. A fastball is is probably the, the most thrown pitch, which is probably why they did it as no bangs, or else it would be easier to be picked up. <laughs> just every time it's a fastball. <laughs> <laughs> but like. If you know it's nine bangs and a bird sound for a ba- for a fastball, okay? Listen for the bird sound. I know what do if they do for a If it's eight curve? and a fox sound, it's a change up. Well, okay. So three bangs pots, three bangs pots, change up. If you know it's going to be a fastball, you're geared up for that, and you just see that high fastball and you drive that thing out of the park. Like this is insane. How? Like okay, here's some statistics. Um, that that have that have come to support this. I like me some logos, Quinn. Lay it on me. So we got we got the home and away splits throughout the 2017 playoffs. Oh no! For the Astros. Oh no! Right? Okay. They're eight and one at home, Jeez. right? And three and eight on the road. Did the trash can break for that one game? <laughs> like what happened? Apparently, not. The other team was just objectively better. <laughs> oh no! So okay. Or they thought they'd put one three loss batters, in to right? skew the data. I'm going to give you the, the numbers for three batters on the team. <laughs> Jose Altuve, right? Batted at home, 472 throughout the no, playoffs. No, he did not. On the road. Five foot six. On the road. For rep, for all short people out there. Take a, take a guess at what his road batting average was. Two, 230. No, lower. it's not lower. lower. Come lower. on. Lower. 190. 190? Lower. W- lower than 190? Yeah. 150. A little bit lower. No, it's 40? not. 143. No. What? He, he was batted, batting. Came off. He batted 472 at home, 173 on the road. Next up. Yeah, that's, that's home field advantage. Carlos Correa. 371 at home, 211 on the road. Golly. Brian McCann. You know, average catcher at the end of his career in that 2017 World Series run. Uh, 300 at home. Point oh three seven on the road. Yeah, baby. That's so bad. Wow. Yeah. So, needless to say, there there have been pictures that have come out over the last week um, of like in the dugout. There's a monitor set up, and there's like sunflower seeds there, and like two chairs, and guys just like hunched over. And people are saying like that might be the setup. There's a trash can right next to it that they can bang from inside, so that they don't have to do it in the dugout where everyone can see them. You know. So they have this like whole elaborate setup. There's pictures of it, and people are saying that might be the thing. So how did nobody catch this? Did they just watching the World Series back, and they were like, oh, I heard the bang of the trash can. Okay. One of their pitchers from that World Series, Mike Fires, um, pitched a no-hitter uh, last season, this past season. Um, Mike Fires came out last week and said, hey, Astros are stealing signs. He just he just he, ratted. Yep. Mike Whistleblower. And... Basically, the entire MLB is just like, yeah, you guys didn't know this was going on. So Danny Farquhar, one one of the pitchers for the White Sox, used to like, be a Mariner. Yes, he that's, did. That's all. <laughs> that's all. He he tweeted uh, he tweeted a video. Also, Ashley is from. Ashley, I'm Washington. from Olympia. No way. I'm from north of Seattle, Bellingham. 
this is awesome. This is great news for me and Ashley. Sorry, Quinn, continue. <laughs> you Go guys Seahawks. Are, right you guys here. are fans of the, the same yeah. teams. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. So uh, Kyle Seeger playing fifth most games like, as a Right after anyway. this happened, he tweeted out a video. He was like, look at this video. Here's them banging on trash cans. Next play, Brian McCann drives a home run out of the park. And we know that if he was not having and we the know help, it because he would be batting, batting .0111. By batting 37. But isn't that ridiculous? Gosh. Okay, so so we, we've we've moved past all the all the proof and all the evidence. Here, here's the thing. It's not proven yet, and, and the MLB is investigating it. They haven't come to a conclusion. But this is huge. This is... Quite, this is like Bill Belichick's Spygate level. This is bigger scandal. than that. Uh, this, I would say because yeah, this is this is potentially the scope of an entire Major League Baseball season. That's 162 <laughs> games. How how did we not know? You yeah. know, you're you're right. Nobody watching is not in the MLB. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's that must be the only explanation. That's a question about it. But because like, I watched the clip, like you can hear it on it, like on a phone. People not, must have known. I'm talking. I'm talking real yeah. tinfoil hat guys. I'm talking. No, they did. Conspiracy theory, people got paid. I, I bet this rabbit hole goes deep, fellas. Connor, I'm not even kidding you. There, there are videos and, and tweets over the last week, and, and this goes so much deeper. I don't have time to even cover all this stuff. Um, but like, people have been kicked out of the ballpark for having cameras next to other people's dugouts. Uh, it's not just trash cans that they're communicating with, so they could have done it on the road as well. They would have people in the bullpen watching. And they'd have arms up on the fence for an off-speed pitch, arms down for for a fastball. So it's just like all these crazy things that they'd have, you know. I bet most of their losses came when the bullpen was like on the side of the field. Yeah. <laughs> you can't really see it. Actually, though. Yeah, or like the bullpen had to get like pulled in, yeah. you know. So it's like the starting pitcher who's like, I don't really remember where how to do it. So it's just, it's just, there's just so many layers to this. And also, um, the Red Sox manager, Alex Cora, as, as well as Carlos Beltran, who's now the manager of the Mets, just got hired a few weeks ago. We're also on that team and are are being, um, you know, roped into this. Carlos Beltran is being called possibly uh, the head of this whole thing. Like he, That's what I like to hear. <laughs> he created this whole, like, This whole elaborate scheme. system. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So this is huge. If and you're a fan sitting behind the dugout, of the Astros, yeah. and you're just hearing this go off, and you're a you're season like, oh, ticket whatever. holder. Someone's just mad, banging a trash can. It's just what's ridiculous to me about this, and why I think this this might be one of the biggest cheating scandals in sports ever, yeah. is because the scope of a Major League Baseball season is 162 games. That's a lot. NFL, you got 16 games. You got you know, and, and mind you, that is a lot. You know, and, and in the scope of an NFL season, you gotta you gotta win those. You gotta, it's it's a very strategic sport. But like baseball, that is so many games that you have to cheat on. And that Astros team in 2017 was quite possibly one of the best offensive teams that we've seen over the last decade. Oh. And what you're telling me now is that this team was cheating the entire time, potentially. So if the MLB proves this, do they just take their rings, or what? How do they even nobody knows deal with this? This, this is an unprecedented situation. You can't take the rings out because yeah. Deflate Gate, as as precedented by the NFL, like we were talking about NFL. Yeah. Sure, there's probably some real shade going on in there though. 
So Tom Brady, it, it's, it ends up being proven after a long time Tom Brady deflated those footballs. Not Tom Brady, but like the Patriots. Tom Brady himself. Tom went Brady went in there. Ashley, you're pretty into sports, right? Yeah. So right. Tom Brady defl- deflates here. the footballs uh, against the Indianapolis Colts, um, later beats the Seahawks by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin. Um, <laughs> I think it was that super. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, and 2016. So, yeah, 2016. Yeah. And that ends up getting proven, but they can't take the ring away because no. it, because there's no way to give that ring to someone else and someone has to you have it. You also couldn't prove that people, higher-ups, had anything to do with it. Yeah, Barry Bonds does not have an asterisk in his next to his name no. as a home run hitter who got who was proven to have performance enhancing drugs. Therefore, the MLB will do nothing, even if this is found out outside yep. of well, future pun- consequences. And he, here's the other thing: either way, this 2017 World Series forever is going to be tainted. Whatever happens with it, because it'll you, be tainted in the media discussion. But well, that that rings a ring. Yeah, but it, and it wasn't tainted in the moment. And the moment is what matters. But because and, and I mean, think about the city of Houston. If they do take the rings, how do you feel if you're the if you're the Dodgers who who lost then, and you're like, oh, we <laughs> you feel bad. Like we finally yeah, won a World Series. You feel bad is how you feel. But we didn't win a World Series. Like we didn't deserve it to win that. Matter, but, but did yeah. we? You know, no. like, the Astros can only be punished in the like with a future consequence. Yeah. Because it already happened. So I guess we could say yes. Different championships can. Like I, I said this, but then I disagree with myself <laughs> after I said it. Different championships will be viewed differently. Like when the Warriors won without Kevin Durant, it was a whole other ballgame than when they won with Kevin Durant, right? So, yeah. and that's because the Kevin Durant championship, just like where they went, that was when they went 16 and one in the playoffs. That's just the everyone says to the, about the Warriors and that, about that championship, for example. Okay, you had Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala all at the peak of their careers. Congratulations, yeah, you right. won the NBA championship. Yay. And that's a different weighted, and like, okay, let's take the example of LeBron winning down 3 1. That's going to be a heavy ring because that's saying you were down 3 1 back against the wall and you were going against the Warriors who had the record mm-hmm. for the most wins in regular season history. That ring weighs more. So I guess I'll say to that, using that as my example for the MLB, Okay, you cheated. That's gonna weigh differently, but you can't take that ring away. A ring's a ring, and it can, and it just won't mean as much in the legacy of it. Um, you said everything that matters is the moment. Maybe I don't know. Legacy has a lot. Think about um, it matters so much more. Like I feel like you know, the Bonds, legacy is maybe ten percent of it. Ten percent, especially for a full team. For a player, it's different, in my opinion, because. With a player, it's how you remember the player, and it's whether he goes to the Hall of Fame or the not. The other thing, or all the that. Astros players have been surprisingly quiet about this. <laughs> Surpri- air quote, surprisingly yeah. quiet. Surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. What's tough is like, the things that the city was going through at the time of that championship, because it was right after the Houston flooding and the hurricane yeah, that tore through there. I know. And so everyone was rooting for Houston because of, of the kind of the tragedies that had happened there. And, you know, kind of the Dodgers have become the favorite over the years because they've lost so many in a row. But but at that point in time, it was absolutely the Astros that the majority of the country was rooting for. I have to agree with Seth because you're not going to take that away from that seven-year-old boy sitting in the yeah, front row of I know. the seventh that's, game. That's a tough I mean, part about it. That, that he's never going to remember that any differently after this no. is over. No. But you remember that's players what's, That's what's so hard about it. Ryan too. Braun we remember differently, and now his reputation is forever tainted because of steroids. Any yeah. stadium that he goes to that isn't his home stadium, he gets he gets booed at every at-bat. 
you know, Barry Bonds is the same thing. We won't remember him as baseball fans differently, uh, or we will. Uh, but with a full team, I feel like it fades more, which okay. is a weird precedent because you have so many more players and, like, there's so much more going on to create that team. Here's, but then again, here's we've never this. seen this happen before. So maybe Chicago this is, Black Sox. I don't know. Uh, but it's even that, like, comparison. yeah, yeah, that that that's 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 a good comparison, actually. White Sox, Black Sox, and all uh, they were Sox. they were the, White the Black Sox. Sox they, they threw 19, games. Nineteen eighteen, they got paid to throw the World Series. Yeah, because they weren't making enough to just win the World Series. And so. every person on that team, no got freaking banned, way, got banned from baseball for life. This is the first I'm hearing about Shoeless, this. Shoeless Joe Jackson. Yeah, you heard of like the whole. We uh, took his shoes. What's what that movie that they made? <laughs> Did they make yeah. a movie? Yeah, there's a movie about it. About the Black Sox? Yeah. Oh, dang, I gotta watch it. Eight Men that. Out, that's what it is. Wow. Um, but yeah. What's that? Patriots fans don't hate the Patriots. No, they, that's right. They and the Astros fans are in denial right now. Like oh, they, completely. Yeah, like... They're, no, they're, that's the first stage of grief, Quinn. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Well, they're, 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 well, their whole Twitter community, their whole Reddit community, their whole comment section, whatever, like on, on, on posts and articles and whatever, like they are the only ones that are denying every single thing. They're like, no, nah, maybe this isn't true. Like, hey, guys, stop hating on us, you know? Well, you know, sucks. fan is short for fanatic, and I don't surpri- I'm not surprised to hear that from a fanatic ready? to defend them to the Are you ready day. for something that's Even really if it was mad. proven, they would still defend it. This one's going to irk you, Connor, and, and Ashley, oh, too. Bracing myself to be irked. <laughs> All right. What division are the Houston Astros in? AL West, baby. You remember anything about the 2017 Mariners? Uh, were, was that the game where we were one? We we got the one game away from getting the playoffs. Uh huh. Yep. Against the Astros. Uh huh. At home. Yep. Ah. So here's the thing: that Mariners team was the closest to the playoffs that. That a Mariners team had been since like since, Griff- I, since Griffey yeah. in two thousand one, <laughs> and they missed the playoffs because the Astros were cheating against the Mariners. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this: isn't that sad? If a team is, has been cheating all season, it wasn't just that game against the Mariners, right? Because they'll probably play the Mariners what twelve times. A season yeah. or eight times yeah. a season. No more. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know how that split works out. But <laughs> the top comment on this post says, "Meanwhile, the Mariners were found guilty of loving too much and having heart." Yeah, baby. <laughs> and also That's maybe true. like a pinch of steroids. <laughs> yeah, we have a pinch of steroids in our history. The steroid era got all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it doesn't that suck? Like th- these are teams that legitimately deserve to win, and the Astros just kind of stole their fighting chance. So, I don't know. This whole situation just makes me mad. I mean, I've never been alive to see a successful Mariners team, so. Ha! <laughs> <What, laughs> Gotta love nice. it. <laughs> you were alive, but you didn't see it. <laughs> but <laughs> you probably, yeah, you probably didn't remember it. When we were two-ish, <laughs> we probably couldn't comprehend it. Huh? 116 games. Yes, sir. 2001. Jay Buhner, little Ken Griffey. Win the World Series. No, we did not. We lost the Cleveland Indians in six is what happened, is what my third grade autobiography by Ken Griffey Jr. said. So, <laughs> being a Mariners fan is this, Quinn. It's torture, and hey, it's I pain, feel, listen, and it's suffering. Padres. Hey, I, I get feel you. We're on the same page here, Quinn, and I like that about us. Padres have not made the playoffs since... I don't remember. Have the they last made time. the playoffs in the 21st century? Yeah. No, I feel like they have. Yeah, they did. I think Dodgers and Angels fan making it to the playoffs. Let 2007, me maybe. That's a anyway. Hmm. <clears throat> I I am a bandwagon, big time bandwagoner. You admit it? 
Oh yeah, on on both the Angels and Dodgers. No, I've I've for my whole life I've followed both of them. We're at mm. fifty nine minutes. Oh oh, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Um, I'm also a bandwagon fan. Do we want to have Gorth say something? Gorth, LeBron. yeah, I'm a big LeBron bandwagon. Gorth guy. over in the corner over there. Guys, I, look at how Does long Gorth? my tinfoil hat takes. I don't want to talk about it. Does Can Gorth want to talk? My tinfoil hat. Yeah, take? Seth is now going to read his tinfoil hat Shoot, take, man. which is longer. Right, wait, yeah, go for it. If you want to, if you can condense it, but unless you want to save it for next week. No, let me just read out the just whole thing. The I whole feel thing. like it's very... Yeah, read the whole thing I'll for me. I'll read it, yeah. For me. Uh, okay. Give us context, then read it. Because I, I don't... So yeah. based off of this last Browns and Steelers game, here's my prediction. So Steelers win out the rest of the season on a murderous rampage fueled by helmet beating and Mike Tomlin's big eyes. The Browns come to Pittsburgh and fans rush the field with helmets of their own, outnumbering Cleveland players 30,000 to 56. The players are mercilessly beaten by the rioting crowd into a thick, juicy pulp. There are no signs of life, and Tomlin preserves the brown goo, mixes it in a pot, for he is in fact Satan, and Frankenstein's the quarterback of the future, using the DNA of all the Browns except Baker. This new QB is harder to tackle than Lamar Jackson, partly because he's made of goo and partly because his non-throwing hand, he holds a Glock. Order is restored to the AFC North. <laughs> it's like I am incredibly disturbed. That's right like now. it's like am I wrong? New Age yes, Cyberpunk you are. Flubber. You are wrong. He it's says, like am I wrong? Flubber meets Hellboy. This is like my this is like meets, my Dolphins take. Like week week two or three. You remember that one? <laughs> I think I think that one was more possible. <laughs> I don't know how your claim at the end, AFC, the, the order is restored to the AFC North. I don't know where from all that chaos that order came from. Um, the Steelers that's become take, the best team. It'll, have, it'll take how a divine this, hand to bring order. order okay, because the Browns chaos. will go 0-16 because all of their players are dead. Also, the Steelers now have a thousand to fifty. <laughs> I'm not sure what I walked into. What what is this podcast again? <laughs> this is a sports podcast, believe it or not. Okay, but the Steelers have have a quarterback that's made of goo and holds a gun, and so also, that makes where the Ravens the gun second. Come from? I'll say this: <laughs> it just has a gun. Based on the NFL's history, they'd allow okay. a player to hold a gun and be made of goo. Based on our conversation, based on the precedent the NFL has set, why not a gun and goo player? Why not <laughs> gun and goo? NFL, Gorth. give me a reason to think you <laughs> hey, won't. Hey, Gorth, want to want to come out of that corner and, and no, tell you, us what you're thinking Quinn, about? You don't want that. <laughs> All right, look at me in the eye. You don't. What's want he that. gonna do? Dress me? Get me to get me to school? Get me to the podcast? Among other things. <laughs> oh, good. Just trust me. All right. Well, <laughs> that does it for this week. Cheetos sponsor us. Cheetos once again. Um, hey, Doritos, if you feel bad and you're listening and we haven't given you a shout out. That's you can you're too. You're worse than Cheetos. Hey there, any company <laughs> trying to sponsor. <laughs> hey there, anyone. Mom, I don't care. We'd love money. Venmo me five. <laughs> Venmo me five. <laughs> I Little Jordan. <laughs> Little Jordan Humphreys. Most likely. Little Jordan Humphrey. If you ever listen to this podcast, please come on. Write in and text me. <laughs> I don't hang out enough. I would. I would like text I would, me. I would Here's pay my Little Jordan Humphrey to come Quinn, out here. Put and, all of our numbers into the podcast. description of this podcast, just in case. Wide receiver <laughs> who went to Texas. I don't know if I want my Little number Jordan Humphrey. on the internet. Huh? Yeah, all of our 50 <laughs> unique... <laughs> Great point. Find That's me on Instagram. Point. Hey there, 50 unique listeners. Mob together and find us the contact information of Little Jordan Humphrey. Actually, if we can find the contact info for Little Jordan Humphrey, I would be a happy man. Honestly, I could probably look him up on Twitter Quinn, right now. you kind of yeah. strike me as DM a happy him. man right hey, now. Hey, Gorth. Gorth, want to do something useful and, and actually get us Little Jordan Humphrey? <laughs> I don't like that Quinn looks for Gorth every time he speaks. <laughs> Gorth doesn't exist. Shut Listen, up. Every guys. time he like turns away from the mic, he's like, Gorth! Gorth, hurry up! 
Listen, listen, Quinn, I'm going to say this as the closing of this podcast. Be careful what you wish for, brother. Be careful what you wish for. And that's my final word today. And that does it for today. Thank you for joining us on GPS Sports. We'll see you guys next time. Um, have a great, have a great week, and we'll see you guys next time.